Welcome to the Wise and Wild Soul Podcast. Awaken your wise and wild body and soul as we talk about all things mystical and magical and bring them back down to earth to empower you to be unapologetically you and to shine your light, honey, okay? Welcome back, everyone. We are going to be doing a house series, how all 12 zodiac signs interface with all 12 houses in astrology and the houses represent different life areas and then you can kind of DIY and dissect how your astrology chart is for you so you don't have to necessarily book a reading but you can kind of piecemeal things together if you'd like so here we go from the very beginning we have the first house and the first house represents yourself your identity your leadership style or how you are in as a leader it's how you're seen, come across, perceived. You can think of it as your brand. And it also represents your physical body. And it can move into like your style choices and fashion choices. And it's how people get to know you at, before they get to see the core of who you are. This is your default mode of operation and how you just come across, how you're perceived, how you're seen. And you don't necessarily mean to always be that way, depending on what planets are in the first house but like for my example of myself I am a Capricorn first house and uh, and also a Capricorn rising because in the first house that's always where your ascendant lies depending on how your house structure is your first house can only be like one sign like only Aries for example if you're doing whole house systems and then you're no matter where your uh, ascendant or rising sign degree is, it'll all just be in that first house chunk. But if you're doing a different mode like Placidius, which is a more common use for houses, you may have in your first house two signs or even three, depending on where your ascendant is in the degree of that sign. So if you are like 28 degrees Scorpio, your rising sign is technically Scorpio, and that's when your first house cusp would begin. But then the majority of your first house would not be Scorpio. The majority of it would be Sagittarius. So yeah, you got that flicker of like kind of that goth depth, like uh, feel to things you're seeing and perceiving things at a deeper level than other people. And uh, but you also have a lot more brilliancy and fun and optimism and maybe have a little boho feel about you as well versus just being like, I am Scorpio. You have a little bit more joy to you, a little bit more Sagittarian energy and qualities to you in your operation, in your default mode of coming across in the world, but also in your fashion sense or branding kind of feel. And it's just how you tend to come across. And it, again, it can go into just even your physical form to even the fashion or branding choices that you would make for yourself. In branding or business, career astrology, people look at the first house and their rising sign to see what you're here to do in this world. And you can, uh, but for, in honesty, it's like you just get a bit more of a picture of how you come across, how you operate, and how you're seen when, especially that's not, or it can be disconnected to who you are in your core. It doesn't have to be, depending on what planets are in the first house. But it gives you a bit more of a nuanced expression of who you are. You're not just your sun sign. You're not just a Gemini or a Sagittarius. You also have a potency of how you are seen in this world and how you identify from what's based it off in the first house. And so when you look at the first house, you can also think of it also as 
what your rising sign is and that can give you uh so you can think of it both first house and what my rising sign in is in each sign that we'll go through so let's begin if your first house is in aries or your rising sign is in aries you come across as very confident you're bold hot-tempered direct you're fiery and fast basically a little no-nonsense you're forceful headstrong, maybe there's a bit more confrontational, combative quality to you because you embody the warrior archetype. You're a fighter, you gotta move. You probably have a very athletic body or body build and that may come across in like the types of fitness or movement practices you prefer, like that more competitive, physical, uh, martial kind of quality to your movement practices. Or even your body just has that muscle development. But also it gives you a lot of courage to be authentically yourself to go your own way to be a pioneer in whatever you want to do and you will do it independently because you are so self-reliant and you initiate you know Aries has a lot of manifestation qualities to it like they because they're not afraid to just do it and they'll do it impulsively sometimes sometimes without thinking but and it can be like my way or the highway but that magic of initiation can get them the spark to start anything and recall it into their world and in the physical body, because the first house is your physical body too, Aries is your head. So those that have a Aries in the first house, you may have a propensity towards headaches or um, things of that nature. So just being mindful of that. And to me, Aries first house is very Pitta Dosha in Ayurveda. So there may be a bit more inflammation kind of things going on physically, mentally, and emotionally. So calming it down when you need to and using that fire when you need to go through. Okay. So some icons that have Aries risings or Aries in the first house would be Stevie Nicks, Barbara Streisand, Bette Midler, Shakira, Joan Collins. I mean, they all got a little fire to them, right? They all got a little sass and like they just go after what they fucking want in their own way in a no-nonsense kind of way, whether it's a more of a sexual feel or a comic feel or all the above. Now, if your first house is in Taurus or your rising sign is in Taurus, you come across as a calm, relaxed, grounded, patient person. You're steady, you're dependable and you tend to move in a slower or careful, deliberate way, there's a sensuality to you, that slow mm, feel. It's very body-based, sense-stimulating, and you want to feel comfortable in your body and feel secure, or you want to be that. Maybe you don't feel that security yet, but there is a desire and a natural, your natural set point would be to be Oh, fully embraced in who you are, very natural. Some people take Taurus rising and first house to be more in the luxurious land or the more natural mother earthy kind of feel. So uh, you can have that more like, I'm going to go for the glam, <laughs> go for the expense because I'm worth it. Or you're going to go more nature like plants and outdoorsy, no makeup and just and relish and the natural senses of being. Both are totally within the archetype of Taurus, which would be like Venus or Aphrodite. And they all live in the material plane, finding spirituality and through sensuality. But sometimes Taurus Rising's first house can be a little too stuck, a little too <laughs> unchanging and set in your ways. And then that can lead to lethargy or some, a lot of people call Taurus couch potatoes, but 
you know what, sometimes we need a fire under our ass, sometimes we don't. And, but also let's respect the fact that they don't want to be rushed. I don't want to be rushed. In the physical body, Taurus is a throat jaw area. So notice if you have Taurus rising or first house, if you have a lot of neck tension or jaw tension or traps in your, um, you know, the muscles on the top of your shoulders. Allow that space to relax. You could do singing. You could do lymph massage. There's lots of ways to uh, soften the tension there. Or you may have more raspy throat or voice or tendency towards throat, losing your voice, throat inflammation, bronchitis, that kind of stuff. Icons would be like Annie McDowell. She's the actress from Four Weddings and a Funeral. Denise Richards, Kate Blanchett. And if you think about these uh, um, actresses, models, they do have a bit more of a mm, feel about them or they're really comforting to be around. Like you just, even if you don't know them, which majority of us don't, there is a sense of like, yeah, you're a real person. (laughs) And um, they do look pretty glam. They do look pretty glam or they're very comforting and just mm, delicious feeling. Now, if you have first house Gemini or rising sign Gemini, you are got the gift of gap, honey, because the, um, the archetype with Gemini is associated with the god Hermes or uh, Mercury in Roman mythology. Either or, that is the god, messenger of the gods. He's going through everywhere, underworld, Olympus, over to this island, to this other island, talking to this god, to this goddess. You know, he's moving as fast as he fucking can. And Geminis move fast. It's hard to sit still. And that also that fast movement kind of uh, is affected through the nervous system because Gemini rules the nervous system. So does Mercury. So there is a need for mental stimulation to access the nervous system, but that can be overstimulated, right? Because you're moving so fast. So calming the nervous system is so important. So they need that kind of Taurian grounding, right? But that need for intellectual or mental stimulation is important for them. And they have the gift of gab. And they have a versatility to them. They're multi-passionate and multitaskers. And that fast movement gives a spirit of youth about them. They're lighthearted. They tend to be playful. But the big thing is that they're really smart. They're bright. And they are geared to communicate in some way, to write, to talk, or to be an actor using silly, clever, witty mimicry kind of things. Uh, Sometimes they're really good at accents. My Mercury uh, is in Gemini, and I have a really good ear for mimicking accents, some like that kind of thing. But again, they can be really nervous and high-strung because of that overstimulation within the peripheral nervous system going too fast. And Geminis physically would be more, tend to have like a more androgynous elfish appearance, like that youthful, sprightly, fairy energy kind of qualities, whether or not it's like femme or not. And so if I were to put like a general, like mythological picture with Gemini, to me, it would be like a sprite or a fairy. They're just going everywhere, spreading all their knowledge of whatever, or very muse-like. And in the body, it does, again, it's the nervous system, but it's also rules, uh, Gemini rules your lungs and your arms and hands, because probably like to talk with your hands if you're a Gemini. And it gets very animated, but paying attention to breath work, clearing out your lungs, noticing if you have a lot of wrist issues that come up. I, I as a Gemini son and in the sixth house, oh boy, do I have wrist issues and it's a pain in the butt. But then when I learned it was Gemini rules that area, I was like, oh my God, that makes so much fucking sense. Icons that are Gemini in the first house or rising. Drew Barrymore, 
Sarah Jessica Parker, and Kristen Stewart from Twilight. I mean, Kristen Stewart's very elfin looking. Like, like I mean, they all do. I mean, they're in their own way, they have a very youthful, lighthearted, elfish, sprite-like feel. Kristen Stewart's gone down more like the gauzy fairy feel. <laughs> and then Drew Barrymore's like super light. <laughs> but you, you get what I'm saying? Now, if we move on, we have first house or rising sign in Cancer. For the Cancerians, ah, oh, highly sensitive. Oh my gosh. Uh, they come across as probably more shy or closed in and private, a harder shell. But inside, Cancer is so melty, gooey, teddy bear. Mm. They can also come across as very maternal, making others feel safe or they are protective of others. They can nurture and nourish others. So people want to just lean on them. They have a cozy ambiance to them or cozy vibe. And... Uh, I know a few cancers in my life and they will keep all like they feel so much. They feel so deeply, but if you are not in their inner circle, even if you are, they will not, they may or may not show that they will feel it so deep though. And, uh, but they do have a gift. If you have cancer big time in your chart, you have the gift to hold space for people to hold that nurturing space. And in terms of the physicality, you, cancer does rule um, the breasts, chest region, your stomach, and also your pregnancy parts of your body. So that would be when you are pregnant, your, you know, your uterus and all that, the sex organs, because it is associated with the mother archetype. So just being aware, those have prominent cancer placements. You may have a lot of nausea or stomach GI issues. When you feel stressed and overly sensitized, especially emotionally, even if you don't mean to pick up that stuff, you're like a psychic sponge, okay? You, it's gonna hit your tummy. So be very tender, be very aware of your digestive health, your stomach and gut health, okay? Because otherwise that will start to you know, build inflammation and create other chronic issues and you're from mental health issues to other types of chronic illness. So please be attentive to your stomach gut health. And you may have a lot of breast tenderness or uh, chest tightness or it's weaker muscles there or have really fantastic breasts or chests and pecs. With a fashion-wise, cancer tends to have a very cozy hygge kind of feel or very nostalgic, vintage, sentimental vibe into uh, their, you could say branding or fashion choices. Icons would be Julia, Julia, Julia Roberts, Angelina Jolie, and Liv Tyler. When I think of them, they all have really soulful eyes and just really warm, uh, vibe. Also, Angelina Jolie has a shit ton of kids. So that totally makes sense too. And, uh, even though each of them kind of goes their own way with like in terms of fashion or whatever, but if you think about like, what's their aura like, it's that warm, like, come to me. I will hold you. You can cry on my shoulder. And then I may cry on yours too. Okay, I feel lots of things. Now, if your first house is in Leo or you are a rising sign in Leo, meow, honey, you are fierce. You are glamazon, dramatic, fashion, yes, and you're on display. You are confident, bright, fun, bombastic, like you are on ready for RuPaul's Drag Race. 
um, there is a feeling of generosity. You're very warm and sunny and bright and all bedazzled, maybe. But you, sometimes, also note, they usually have really great hair. If you have a Leo strong Leo placement, sun, moon, or rising, or first house, tend to have really great hair. On one side, there is this confidence, right? And then on the other side, there's a deep need to be recognized, appreciated, and feel special. And sometimes you come across as this fierce glamazon or act a certain way for that recognition and attention. So note, Leos, if how you're appearing and how you're coming across is actually authentic to your heart and soul, because you are a heart-centered being, especially Leo. Leo in the body physically rules the aorta, your heart, your cardiovascular system. So lead from the heart and not do it for the appraisal of everyone else. Do it for you, honey, and the praise will come, but also the hate will come, but you don't do it for the, anyone else except yourself, okay? You rule yourself. Great icons. Hello, Beyonce. Of course she's a Leo rising. Jennifer Lopez, of course. Marilyn Monroe. Lena Dunham, Reese Witherspoon, they're all super bright and brilliant and glam in their own individual way. And usually there's some definitely like sparkles going on <laughs> with them. Mm-hmm. And some great hair. Oh, yeah. With most of them. Physical body, yes. The cardiovascular system, the heart, the aorta. But also it's the thoracic spine. So that's like shoulder blade region, mid, upper, mid-back. So note if you have a lot of tension there or... Uh, spinal issues there, so doing heart openers, back bends, strengthening of your lats will be really important. And also, when you open up your chest and strengthen your front line of your body and strengthen the back line in the thoracic region, wow, you do just start to come across as a fierce, confident, and commanding person. You got star persona, right? But that's all from like just learning how to use your body language too and strengthening certain muscle groups in the body. So that can be a great trick if you feel disengaged with your Leo essence. Now, if your first house is in Virgo or you're a rising Virgo, honey, you are detailed. You have the gift of organization, practicality. You can analyze like nobody's business. But you probably take it to the nth degree sometimes. So like noticing like, the tiny details of like, oh my God, my blackheads and my pores on the skin of myself or this person I'm talking to and you can't just stop looking at it. Or these tiny details in clothes, things like that. And usually they come across as very well-groomed. There's a minimalist, clean, pure feel. And they have a tendency to be very routinely oriented, sometimes to an unhealthy level. And the shadow side of Virgo is that analysis and being so in your head creates anxiety and worry, especially over perfectionism. And within the first house, perfectionism would then be about your appearance, your body, and how you come across. So that can also lead into disordered thoughts about and patterns around health, exercise, and food so that you come across in that perfection. So just be very mindful. But if it was sort of branding, I'd be like, ooh, like, Lots of white space, clean lines, and lots of like herbal, green plant backgrounds kind of things, and very neutral tones of color. That's what I would do like branding wise. And in the physical body, it is ruling your digestive system in general. 
And Virgos, with that anxiety, you have to be very attentive to your digestive system. Calm the nervous system down so your digestive system can actually do its job and support it, you know, but don't go overly uh, uh, obsessed about it because that creates more stress and just the cycle continues. So just be very attentive to that, finding ways to relax, release the need for perfection and being so in your head and so perfect. (sighs) Baby, baby, calm it down, do some breaths. People who have uh, Virgo first house risings would be like Emma Watson, Uma Thurman, Christina Ricci, and they all have a clean look in their red carpet looks as well. But Emma Watson, I'm like, of course you're a Virgo rising. If you're a first house Libra or Libra rising, you are seen as very charming, agreeable, nice. You just get along with people. You're super sociable. Even if inside you don't feel that way, but you can still get along with everybody and everybody likes you. And there is a definite skill in diplomacy and being tactful and the uh, draw towards being very elegant, chic, attractive. Like, you know your aesthetics. You know how to work your body. You know how to work style. And you like a more symmetrical, balanced look about things. And style, aesthetics, is imp- or, te- or an artistic point of view is important for you. But there is a tendency towards being codependent and decisive. But some people with Libra rising or first house are maybe less aesthetically oriented. They're more justice oriented. Like you need the balance and the, uh, in politics, law, and uh, maybe they work for nonprofits just to find a way to bring back the imbalances that are in our society right now. In the body, Libra rules your lumbar spine, your kidneys, and also what creates equilibrium in the body. So that would be your like body temperature, your metabolic rates, uh, blood sugar regulation, all that good shit. So it, again, finding balance in the body. But physically, I'd like just note if you tend to have low lumbar back pain, if you have metabolism dysregulation or blood sugar dysregulation or kidney issues, pay attention to those. Do what you need to do to help stabilize muscularly and uh, blood sugar-wise and all that good stuff. All right? Yeah, if, if you're a Libra first house rising, I bet there's a love of some of pink somewhere. <laughs> Libra is associated with Venus and uh, the goddess of love and beauty and Color-wise, the heart chakra is associated with green, but also pink, kind of like rose quartz and jade. So you may find yourself drawn towards those colors, which would be really interesting if that's so for you. If your first house are rising in Scorpio, honey, you are deep. You're powerful and penetrating. You have some salt and grit to you. You're passionate and you can transform. Maybe physically your body transforms a lot, like size-wise or style-wise. You can just become, you just constantly are rediscovering yourself and letting it evolve. And you also have an air of sexuality, of seduction or mystery. You just have that aura about you. Or people tend to uh, make assumptions about you in those sexual ways, even if you aren't that way. They just tend to think you are. So that's something to be cognizant of like if if you're getting into environments that you don't agree with or aren't what you want 
But the other side of things, Scorpios can be extremely private and hide themselves and cut themselves off because inside they're also ooey-gooey like Cancer, these water signs. And they need to protect themselves and put up their armor. And they may do it with a lot of salt and be like, bitch, I don't like you. Until they're like, you're like their best friend. And then they're like, honey, you must know everything about me. And I love you. And we'll be there for you forever and ever and ever. And become maybe even to the obsessive point of view. Or intense or controlling or extremist. So those are things to know if Scorpio becomes imbalanced or it's in its lower frequency, you could say. The extremist, intense, controlling obsessive uh, tendencies and patterns. Physically, Scorpio rules your reproductive systems and organs and hormones. So those with Scorpio in the first house or rising, be attentive to your sex hormone balance and uh, noticing if you tend to have like hormone dysregulation there uh, or leading to things like if you have PCOS or cystic acne because of high testosterone, stuff like that. So, so that's where I would look first to see if there's some uh, physical issues that are coming up for you. Is it because of uh, reproductive issues? Icons would be Dita Fontes Ortiz. She is like the burlesque superstar in Hollywood. Very, I'm like her aesthetic is like super vintage vibe, vintage pinup black leather glam. Like, whoo! And she's not like really loud or bombastic at least on TV and stuff, she's very pulled in. She has that mystery and wallop, but you can't help but be magnetized to her. And she owns that sexual persona and mystery. And for all my opera peeps, Maria Callas, she is a Scorpio rising. Yes, snaps. Now, if your first house is in Sagittarius or your Sagittarius rising, you have a free-spirited, optimistic, joyous, Pollyanna-esque vibe with about you. You also may be really multicultural and bohemian, this constant seeker. So you might find it in the fashion choices you make. And there's just this big, expansive, adventurous, larger-than-life personality coming out. And you may find that expansion coming forth from travel and being outdoors and seeking in those ways. Or you may find finding that that seeker, explorer type coming inward through philosophy, religion, ethics. You're just trying to find belief and truth inside and outside yourself and experience. You want that physical, experiential learning of finding your truth, what you have an opinion on, what your vision is, so that you can see the whole perspective of life. In the body, it is your hips, thighs, glutes, pelvis, it's your horse riding muscles. So you may be leggy there, or you may be, have some juicy muscles and fat there. Yes. Nice questions. So icons would be Goldie Hawn, Oprah, Ellen DeGeneres. I mean, their personalities are so fun and infectious and big and powerful, right? But they're very joyous people to be around. If your first house or rising is in Capricorn, like me, you are an achiever. You're practical, determined, ambitious. You are like the wise woman or wise person. You have this aura of respect and there's a serious or reserved quality to you that's a bit more mature and traditional or even conservative. Uh, You may even 
everyone may think you're older than you are. So literally most of my entire life, people have thought I've been at least three years older than I am. I'm in junior high, people think I'm gonna go to college. I'm like, no, (laughs) no, I'm not there yet. But I've always come across as older than I am. And even if people are like near 10 years older than me, they're asking me for advice because I come off as like, this crone. I'm like, yes, I'm a grandma. Yes, I'm 500 years old inside. And that's who I am. And now I'm actually physically becoming that. I just hope I stay around 30. And I just stay continually looking this way. (laughs) But my Capricorns, we have that, um, that wisdom to impart with others and people look to us with that. And that gives us some power around achieving and getting and building things that uh, want to last and stand the test of time. And some people all, uh, in pop astrology make it like, you're a workaholic and you want to be the CEO and you're obsessed with power. It's like more like, I want to feel respected and I have an authority. I have wisdom to impart and I need to work for it. I want to work for things that matter. So it's like a very real grounded I uh, feel to things and structured. But within that structure and within a wise perspective, I can build a structure to hold safe so that to build a structure to hold a space so you feel safe to learn. And that's what I've been feeling into with Capricorn. I'm like, I have that grounding to hold space for all the feelings or all the growth that people need to have or for that I need to have. But you may then be seen as cold, stoic, or um, a bitch, (laughs) resting bitch face. Same with probably Scorpio rising, Scorpio first house a little bit. Uh, But also Capricorns are really sarcastic and we're very, have a gift to work hard and make systems and structures and we're really discerning. So what I've noticed with myself is that I tend to have, like automatically, I don't even think about it. When I'm not comfortable in a situation, especially a new one around people, I tend to look really guarded. I'm not going to be warm or affectionate with people, even though I can be really that way because I'm discerning. I'm like, are you worth my time? (laughs) Or like, is this worth putting my energy out? Do I feel safe for people to see me? Because I'm also very highly sensitive. So is this a safe situation? But I will automatically do that versus I have to think about, I must put on this face. No, you're just automatically this way. And you may notice in your fashion choices to be more conservative or reserved or more practical, whether it's like you're just not showing a bunch of skin or anything. We maybe keep it more simple. You're like, I'm going to work that boss bitch blazer feel or just a simpler, darker aesthetic. Um, You know, you're really loving them like muted earth tones and black and gray and navy and brown like just a bit more serious structured feel in your vibe so icons would be like zoe de chanel there's susan sarandon and sophia loren zoe de chanel like when you look at her fashion choices they she does tend towards black or simple colors and she, it is more uh conservative in that she's not showing everything all the time right which is an interesting choice and also note that all three of these ladies have great facial bone structure because in the body 
Capricorn rules your skeletal system. It's your bones, especially your knees, but your spine, your cheekbones. So a lot of them got great cheekbones, but we tend to have notice if there's teeth issues. And with this cold, dry, stoic vibe, there you may have really dry skin or like age faster because it has a this drying quality to Capricorn, almost a Vata feel. So just be note, take your collagen, take your collagen peptides, add the hyaluronic acid, moisturize, and pay attention to your bone structure, uh, bone alignment, and get some chiropractic fixes when you need to, honey, okay? Also, do you have really cracky joints? I do, wow, I do. When I teach yoga or in Shavasana meditation, I'm like giving hands-on assists or something, I squat down and there goes my knees and I'm like, dang it, I ruined it for them. <laughs> so just know if that, that's where I figured out, I'm like, oh, there's my Vata feel. It's my Capricorn a bit, and at least physically. Moving on, if your first house is Aquarius or your Aquarius rising, you come across in a very fresh, progressive, socially conscious way. One a- a- aspect is being just anti-norm, but anti-norm can be really different, right? Uh, Well, duh, it's inherent in the word. But there's many, some people think anti-norm is like punk rocker, you know, tattoos and stuff like that, dyed, bold hair. That can be one aesthetic. But also being anti-norm can be hyper conservative because what's the norm around you? Uh, You know, maybe the norm is becomes everyone has pink hair and tattoos. So the anti-norm would be to be completely natural makeup free no tattoos and piercings or at all or like supernatural right so it can take a lot of different ways i think a lot of first house aquarius people can also just look unusual or futuristic have a futuristic fashion aesthetic i wonder too if a lot of first house aquarius or aquarius risings like uh like comic-con stuff because it's a bit more fantasy futuristic sci-fi kind of feel I mean, my brother's an Aquarius rising, and boy, does he fit all those categories <laughs> of being anti-norm. Um, I love him. But he, he and also Aquarius first house are very logical, cerebral, and like to emotionally detach. And my husband's also an Aquarius, and he's got a shit ton of Aquarius. So mm, do I feel that? Even though you may feel a lot, they're like, I don't want to. <laughs> Cut off. I will just follow what's logical and scientifically based. But there is uh, also an independent, highly independent, highly individual vibe to them. And I think that ties into that emotional attachment. Like if I draw too many interpersonal connections, I can get hurt and I, or I get controlled and I do not want to be controlled. I need my freedom. I need to be who I am. So then on the other side, they become super inconsistent. Uh, you can't pin them down. They're unpredictable or become so isolatory that you don't you, you can't connect with them and one aspect is to become super bizarre or shocking or eccentric just to have uh, make a rile out of people or out of society they are very humanitarian collective or socially conscious so they one aspect is like if I wanted to make it better so I'm thinking of things how I can make the human race and the world and better and uh, everyone has equal access in those things and maybe they're leaning into uh, politics or activism. 
on the other hand it's like fuck the world i'm gonna do my own shit and fuck the world and then there's like again fuck the world kind of feel to them but overall there's also an electricity to aquarius rising or first house there's this exciting presence and thinking of electricity aquarius is prone to anxiety and being overly stimulated particularly by electronics and um cramping in the body so just the the visual with Aquarius is like a lightning bolt and it creates these unpredictable spasms in the body so note especially if you have it in your calves or ankles like you get muscle cramps or if you just feel so out of it and highly anxious take away technology go on to um, electronic detoxes and get some magnesium and um, potassium in your body okay you're very sensitive to just EMFs otherworldly energy even if you don't want to be their Aquarians are very have a highway channel to God to the source to sudden inputs of information and uh, or, or of intuition and it's sudden like a lightning strike so just note that even if you're like more logical you do have a lot more you are picking up on a lot more than you think so please be attentive to that and take care of yourself and so you're not chronically overstimulated in your nervous system and in the body aquarius also rules your circulatory system that brings in the varicose veins so like bringing the blood back up to the heart with it works with leo and if you have disorders with this or just issues you may feel cold all the time or get headaches get heart palpitations and this can be because of circulatory issues and you're not circulating your body enough or due to like overstimulation and just poor circulation and stuff like that so just be just note that exercise your body or warm it up so that you have full body circulation and do it in a way that helps to calm your nervous system down yeah icons oh honey audrey hepburn so back in the day audrey hepburn like nowadays we're like she's an icon she is but she was not the normal 50s 60s pretty girl she looked different she had a different aesthetic she had a different face shape she was not the quintessential ah, apple pie blonde babe <laughs> or even like boobalicious she had a very different frame about her and she is or uh, rather she was very humanitarian focused in her efforts off the screen so she even if you wouldn't think of it automatically that she's an Aquarian she is Christina Aguilera Nicki Minaj Madonna well hello they were very forward-thinking ladies in the music industry I mean and their aesthetic choices or their costumes were very like what and also in the time they came out they tend to push the envelope of what is correct and whether it's an and they're very shocking right hello lightning bolt shocking Aquarius need I say more last we have Pisces if you're a Pisces first house or rising sign honey you embody and give off the vibe of just being dreamy mystical spiritual intuitive artistic and creative you are very flowy and have great vision and imagination and um, compassionate and have 
high intense emotions and very intense intuitive hits. There's also a predisposition because of this hypersensitivity to addiction because you're so energetically porous. Addiction, martyr victim mentality, you may want to totally withdraw from life or reality because it's all so overwhelming. You're not the detail-oriented Virgo. That's your counterpart. You are here to like see the whole and find transcendence. Let other people take care of the details for you and if you have other dirt, certain placements in your chart. But they are very artistic and very spiritual. But please learn how to use boundaries, energetic boundaries, so that you can not use addiction to withdraw from reality because it's so much. Whether addiction is through food and exercise, TV, work, drugs, alcohol, sex, it's so easy for Pisces to check out. It's okay to check in. Just set up the parameters for you to be able to check in so that you can be fully in your flow. It's setting up that counterpart, young or masculine, um, to the feminine yin as essence of Pisces. In the physical body, Pisces rules your lymphatic system and also your feet. So, honey, give yourself some foot massages or do you have beautiful feet or do you love shoes? That'd be interesting. But pay attention to your lymphatic system and get it to flow. So lymphatic drainage massages, doing dry brushing and self-oil massage. Uh, certain yoga poses stimulate your lymphatic flow will be very important for you. And if you're feeling overstimulated, overwhelmed, uh, spiritually, energetically burdened down, use it may take effect into your immune system. And just note that. So if you're getting sick chronically, eh, something's going on with your boundaries, probably. So set up something for yourself. So it's very interconnected for you. I mean, all of us, but very much so for you. Icons would be like Demi Moore. Amanda Bynes, Whitney Houston, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Billie Eilish. I mean, the majority of these ladies had a lot of, have a lot of ugh, addiction issues, but they're wonderful artists or were wonderful artists. So it's so important to, to be okay with that hypersensitivity and use it to your advantage, but make it safe for yourself. Or if you have kids that have this placements, Make it safe for them to be that way and learn how to teach them how to have that resiliency. Teach them how to set up those safety parameters energetically, physically, mentally, emotionally, so they can be who they really are. And if you want to like a vibe, of a video vibe, watch Billie Eilish's Ocean Eyes music video. There you go. I'm like, there's Pisces. It's like a little purple smoke and she's just looking in her eyes and she's just emotional and singing and it's just super etheric yeah <laughs> there you go that's like there's Pisces for you there you go honey so that's all 12 signs and all all in the first house and I'm sure there's something I'm missing but you got the general gist and remember you may be all one house as one sign or you may be a blend of Aries and Taurus but no, you're not going to, they come in an order. So you're not going to be an Aries and a Capricorn because they aren't next to each other in the Zodiac. So you have to go in order. So you might be a Pisces and an Aries, or you may be a Taurus and a Gemini feel in that first house, or you may be predominantly one. 
But if you have a couple in there, blend those things together and just own all those qualities. You're just more nuanced. And then if you have planets in there, then that's another addition to the funness of the first house. Next time we'll dive into the second house through all 12 signs and you can see how that works for you in terms of money, love, and desire. Ooh, I know. If you are loving this podcast and all its learnings, please share this on Instagram. I'd love for you to tag me in an Instagram story and that way I can share the love and I, I really appreciate it so I can see what you are actually liking and vibing with and learning. And you can also, that's a way for you to share freely with friends and support this podcast. I'd really appreciate it. If you have questions or things around the new year that are coming up for you and you'd like to book an astrology reading or report, message me, DM me on Instagram at I am Elisa Rose and we can set something up for you. All right. Until next time. Mwah!